You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Listen, people, 
Listening to African Perspectives, where we view the issues of our day from an African worldview and African centered perspective. This program is unapologetically African. It is a custom in the African tradition to ask elders for permission to speak, having been granted permission to our ancestors whose shoulders we stand on, to our elders whose shadows we walk in. I greet you, my dear brothers and sisters. In the language of one of the greatest civilizations on this planet, it gave the world the basic disciplines of knowledge of science, math, architecture, music, writing, law, religion, you name it, we did it. The Greeks called it Egypt, but they called themselves Kemet, and Kemet means land of the blacks. I greet you all in the Kemetic language, the word of peace, Hotep. It is truly an honor and a privilege to pour libation because we truly do stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. We're going to use water because water has no enemies. Water is the great cleanser, the great purifier. Everything on the planet that lives, it needs water from a tiny microscopic organism to a tall redwood tree. We pour water into the earth to invoke the spirits of our ancestors and we say the word ashe. It simply means so be it. So we pour this libation to God for all that God has done and for all that God will do. We sashay. We pour this libation to Mother Africa, birthplace of all humanity, everyone who has lived, everyone who will live in the future. We all have a common ancestral root in Africa. We pour this libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. I mentioned Kemet in the opening. Kemet was the height, the apex, the zenith of African high culture. But there were others as well, as Tymeri, Punt, and Nubia. So we poured us libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. 
You say, Ashe? We poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa, of Ghana, Mali, Zangai, Benin, Great Zimbabwe. Civilizations that were flourishing and growing while Europe was in a medieval or dark age. The University of Sankare at Timbuktu, an outstanding educational institution. So we poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe? We poured us libation to the Ma'afa, the holocaust of our enslavement, the Infakani, the great tragedy, uprooted out of Africa. Our brothers and sisters lay a carpet along the Atlantic Ocean. We're in North America, South America, Central America, and throughout the diaspora. So we poured us libation to our brothers and sisters who suffered the Ma'afa, the Infakani, the holocaust of our enslavement, the great tragedy. We poured us libation in their honor and in their memory. We do not know their names, but because of them and their sacrifice, we are here. So we sashay. We poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. If you ever heard me do a libation, you will know that we were not slaves. I repeat, we were not slaves. We were captives. What does a captive want to do? Get free. So we poured us libation to all those men and women who fought against enslavement. In fact, I maintain that some of us are more of a slave today than we were in our initial captivity because some of us are a slave to vice, to corruption, to drugs, sex, and violence. So we poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. Gabriel Prosser, Nat Turner, Denmark Vesey, Harriet Tutman. We always resisted. And we will always resist. So we poured us libation in the name and the honor of those men and women who fought against our captivity. We poured us libation to those unborn, those young men and women who will once again lead us back on the stage of human history as a free and proud and productive people. We sashay. We poured us libation to brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. We need each other. We don't have good family life. There's a saying, conditions shape conduct and consciousness. The conditions in our community are bad. The conduct towards each other is not good. Because why? We lack consciousness. And consciousness is more than just awareness. Consciousness is a deeper understanding of who you are historically, who you are culturally. So once we begin to understand the importance of brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. Brothers and sisters, let us all say, Ashe, Ashe. You are listening to Time For an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Good morning, African world. You are listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. And I am your host, Baba Oshi. Hotel family, hope of you, hope you are doing well today. Hope you had a great weekend. Hope you had a chance to do all the things you want to do, should do, must do, can do, and will do. Hoping to, the weather was accommodating for you to do it, but of course, if it is not, and it has to get done, it must be done, you will get it done. And that's why we have great admiration, respect, and love for you, because you're constantly getting it done. You ain't putting it off. 
You know it's got to get done. So you get it done. Right on. This is African Perspectives. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 to 12 Central, 9 to 11 Mountain, or 8 to 10 Pacific Time, or any other time around the world. But if, it can, but if you cannot listen to this program live, you can go to our archives at timeforanawakening.com. At the top of the page, you'll see podcasts. Click on that. The drop down, you'll see African Perspectives. Click on that, and there will be programs that are dated and titled, thanks to my good brother, my engineer, Brother Kwaku. <laughs> yes. Uh, also, too, if you want to skip that, you can go to whatever search engine you, you have, you know, Google, Firefox, whatever. Time for an awakening. Put in uh, net. B-A-B-A-O-S-H-I dot net. And there, again, will be programs that are dated and titled. Also, too, brothers and sisters, if you go to um, uh, the phone app. Okay, you go to the phone app, and and of course the phone app. Um, tune in. They have commercials. So to avoid that, go directly to Time for an Awakening, timeforanawakening dot com, and you can click on. It's usually in the middle of the of the page on the right hand side. Click on that and you can listen to the program commercial free. That's right, commercial free, which is very good. You know, to hear some stuff that, you know, that TuneIn wants to play because they got, you know, if you go on there, you're on their site. And so, anyway, that's the thing to do so, to, to avoid those commercials. So, if you heard them, you know, go to timeforanawakening.com and on the page, on the, the side page, on the right-hand side, towards the middle, will be the access to the broadcast that's happening that moment. And so now, this is live, of course, but the other ones are pre-recorded and they'll be playing as well, On as long as you want to listen. <laughs> okay? This is African Perspectives. We're here once again every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And... Let's talk about the other program we have here on African Perspectives. And um, this program is from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. On Tuesdays, it hasn't happened yet, but I believe it's still supposed to happen from 8 to 10, um, Black Reality Think Tank with Dr. William Rogers. I'm not sure if there's anything else happening on Monday. Maybe I need to consult with Brother Elliot find out what is happening because I've been gone for a while but I know that um, only thing I know there's two programs this program and you know time for an awakening and uh, time for an awakening happens on Fridays at 8 p.m. I don't give an end time because it you know can end at 10 or end at 11 okay so but 8 p.m. on Fridays Time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. And then on Sunday at 7 p.m., once again, time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother. And the number to call is 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. We Buy Black. We Buy Black, the largest online marketplace for American African-owned businesses. WeBuyBlack.com. Get everything you need from American African-owned businesses. WeBuyBlack.com. And of course, you know how important that is that we support ourselves. 
Because if we don't support ourselves, who's going to do it? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Who's going to do it? Africa for the Africans. Brother Bamani Tahimba will be leaving next week. Next week, he's going to Ghana for a repatriation and investment tour. May 24th to June 5th. May 24th to June 5th. He still has some very good prices. This is a trip that's only $4,200. You know, a friend of mine just returned from Cameroon dealing with um, African ancestry. What it is, you go to African ancestry and you purchase the the kit and they find out what ancestry you most, that you're most of. And let's say for her, it was Cameroon. And she went to Cameroon and she felt connected and I'm happy for her. That's beautiful. Yep. In fact, I told her about Cameroon Boyo and she just can't wait. I don't know if she, she probably had it, didn't know it, but I'm going to definitely send her some, some Cameroon Boyo. But, um, you know, to me, I, I, I thought about it, but I said, forget it. I, I'm, you know, understanding my history as a, as a, as a, as an African man here in this country, you know, my father, very light skinned man who was, who I, who identified as being African, American African or black. He was a ventriloquist, had a black dummy and a little Jojo. No, I was, that was the dummy wasn't me. Stop it. But he, uh, toured the Midwest and of course came to Milwaukee and hooked up with my mama nine months later after that hookup here I is you know but I never wanted to say I'm Nigerian I'm Ghanaian I'm you know whatever I identify with the continent I identify with being African this is me okay all right so further on the tour uh, July 20th to the 30th Rwanda November 16th through the November 27th, Tanzania. December 24th to January 4th, 2024, Azenia. March 29th to April 9th, 2024, Liberia. July 11th to July 22nd, 23rd, excuse me, July 11th to July 23rd, 2024, Ghana. November 21st to December 2nd, Kemet. And then April 1st through April 11th, 2025, Senegal and Gambia. And of course, he has the information pertaining to land for sale and investments in the Black Star Repatriation Program, the Pan African community that they have in Ghana. You know, so all the, all the information is there. And of course, on the website, all the information that you need for you to. Uh, take a trip of a lifetime even if even if it's not for brother Bomani um, information is there the documentation the visa the shots all of that all right so if you want to see pictures of previous tours go to facebook.com forward slash Bomani if you want to see videos of previous tours go to youtube.com forward slash Bomani 2007 Habashaw Incorporated, Habashaw stands for Helping Africa by Establishing Schools at Home and Abroad. And, of course, they're having a program uh, next month, Saturday, June 24th, 2023, from noon to 8 p.m. It is the Organic Fest. Habashaw presents the Organic Fest here in the the Atlanta area 
Windsor in the, here in the Atlanta area. And of course, the Kashi project that they unveiled back in October uh, in Ghana. It's beautiful, beautiful buildings and so forth. So go to the website, habashahincorporated.org, habashahincorporated.org, and you can see for yourself. Ashe. Ashe, Ashe. Ah, the Ledge Group. Ledge, land for the environmental development for group economics. Ledge Group, brothers and sisters. Ledge deals with the four areas of human existence, four areas of necessity, which is food, water, clothing, and shelter. They have 12 projects in six different countries on the continent with over 170 employed and over 260 members. Brothers and sisters become a member of the Ledge Group. In fact, membership has its privileges. If you become a member, you can buy land. For $250 an acre in Tanzania. Who knows? Maybe your land, you know, is next to the Serengeti. Or next, has, has a good uh, backdrop of Kilimanjaro. You never know. I don't know. But that possibility is there for you. The Ledge Group. Land for the environmental development for group economics. It's my pharmacy. It's my pharmacy. Brothers and sisters, contact Brother Jabril at 770-765-7751. That's 770-765-7751. Also to contact them, email smipharmacy, S-M-A-I-F-A-R-M-A-C-Y at gmail.com. The Moses West Foundation family. The MosesWestFoundation.org, empowering communities and changing lives. The Moses West Foundation. It's a 501c3. It provides a clean and safe drinking water to communities worldwide through sustainable missions. A 509, a veteran and minority-owned nonprofit organization. We're dedicated to making a lasting impact on the global water crisis with our innovative Atmospheric Water Generator, AWG. Atmospheric Water Generator Technology. We address disaster impact zones, water scarcity, water rescue. Your contributions help us fulfill our mission to improve access to clean water. Support us today and help change the world. Brother Moses West. Go to the website. Uh, He changed it. It's different. Probably, I'm quite sure, Brother um, but Apollo has something to do with it because they want to be give out more information to make you sh- to make sure you know what the Moses West Foundation is all about. Wadada's Healthy Marketing Juice Bar, located in the West End here in Atlanta area, uh, an area that is being gentrified as we speak, but as a, at present time we're hanging in there. Holding strong because you got Wadada's Healthy Marketing Juice Bar across the street from the um, Soul Vegetarian Restaurant, up the street from the Shrine of the Black Madonna, and of course the West End Mall, and uh, located here in the Atlanta area, Ralph David Abernathy. Give Wadada's a call at 404 444 1635. 404 444 1635. The Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. Contact Mama Nia at 404-346-3263. 404-346-3263. She has a fine selection of books, postcards, greeting cards, t-shirts, figurines, gift certificates, all kinds of good stuff at the Green, at the Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. 
the Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore in Lithonia, which is east of here, off of I-20. And at the Black Dot, brothers and sisters, my good brother, Gazimdi Ajamu, he has a fine selection of books as well, but all kinds of other stuff. He has the coffee bar serving delicious Cameroon boyo and other African and uh, coffees outside of the U.S. Give him a call at 770-305-6373, 770-305-6373. The Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore in Lithonia. There is light in the Black Dot. And of course, jump back on that road that took you there. Go back the other way, jump on Interstate 20 again, going east. The next exit, exit 75, Turner Hill Road, and you go make a right. Go down three lights, make another right, and there on the left will be the new Black Wall Street Market. The new Black Wall Street Market. Us lifting us lifting us to Economic Development Cooperative for Our People. Of course, they had their Thursday night broadcast this past Thursday. Every Thursday night from 9, from 9 p.m. That's right, from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. On Blog Talk Radio. That's Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. And um, the number to call from 9 to 10 is 929-477-2789. That's 929-477-2789. Us, lifting us. The Economic Development Cooperative for Our People. Homeland Village. Homeland Village, my good brother, Abija in Macon, Georgia, Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop. Man, that space, he's utilized every bit of that space. And it's outstanding. You got furniture, clothing, CDs, DVDs, jewelry, Pan-African fashions, all kinds of stuff there at the Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop in Macon, Georgia. The number to call, he's not open on Mondays. He's open from Tuesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Tuesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. And the number to call is 478-256-1166. That's 478-256-1166. Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop in Macon, Georgia. Sun Goddess Sense. Sun Goddess Sense, your one-stop natural shop located at 4140 Jonesboro Road in Forest Park, Georgia. Inside the International Discount Mall, Booth 225. Contact my sister, Shelly Amonset at 404-434-7963. That's 404-434-7963. Sun Goddess Scents, your one-stop natural shop. Sanjay Dash Haiti, my sister Gabby Aurelia, sister Gabby doing great work in the northeastern portion of the island of Haiti. And as you know, as I say it all the time, they rely on brothers and sisters like us to assist them in working with those children. You, I mean, when you go to the website, sanjay-haiti.org, you'll see the educational program. You, you'll see the health program. You'll see the uh, entrepreneurial and the sustainable agricultural programs. All a tremendous benefit. Sanjay, S-O-N-J-E-A-Y-I-T-I.org. Sanjay-haiti.org. Uh, Bacchus and, well, no, yes, we're talking about Ackerman Institute. We're talking about, we're going to mention Bacchus and Sunsum, no doubt, because I know it was outstanding this weekend. Unfortunately, I was not unable to attend because I was out of town. But Baba Barudi and Mama Yah were there pre- 
prevalent there uh, this past weekend. And uh, of course, you can support Baba Baruti. Uh, you can make your cash donations or mail them to Akaban Institute, P.O. Box 10786, Atlanta, Georgia, 30310. But you can use PayPal, Yabruti, Y-A-A, Baruti, at Yahoo, or Cash App, dollar sign, Yah, the letter M, then Baruti, B-A-R-U-T-I, to make a constant donation. And of course, um, they have the Complementarity Conference coming up uh, very soon. That's going to be June 3rd, Saturday, June 3rd. African love is beautiful. I say Saturday, June 3rd from four to seven. It's going to be online. So what you do, of course, is you uh, go inside the uh, information there. African complementarity, complementarity and your name and your email address. And you can email that to uh, send that payment to the uh Yahoo account or Cash App account, okay? All right, family. And once again, announcing Akaban Summer Program. We're offering a four-week online 2023 program, June 19th, starting June 19th, Juneteenth Day, to July 14th. Mama Yao's one-on-one session. Mama Yao's going to be dealing with language arts and math and the basic from pre-algebra tutoring and that's going to be monday wednesdays and fridays 9 a.m to 12 noon and then one to four slots available in one hour increments minimum one hour sessions multi-hour sessions available sessions must be scheduled in advance and then baba rudy is tuesdays and thursdays he's going to be on tuesdays and thursdays and um 9 a.m to 11 a.m and then that's our history information and then 11 a.m. to 12 noon. Chess. He's an avid chess player. Baba Baruti. Yep. So. Uh, the the Inyasasim of daily revolutionary thought. And since this is a open mic, I'm going to uh, since there's such great wisdom in the Inyasasim, Going to take it back from when I left off because there's some good stuff in here. I perused it up to this very day. I mean, some good stuff. Uh, you know, if, if you know me, I love the Inyat Sassim because of, of what it does, you know, what it tells us, how important it is. Yeah. So, May, th- I, uh, <laughs> May 3rd is when I left. So, I'm going to start from May 3rd to the 15th. So, and, and if you want to comment, just, of course, we have a number of people already in the queue. You know, I, I mute you, but you hit star twice. And uh, let's dialogue, because this is a open mic Monday. May 3rd, be mindful of those teachers who insist on referring to themselves and their students as African-Americans. They are generally not comfortable with being an African and will define African-American vehemently and they'll defend that, claiming they are both. Ironically, you seldom see the African side of these individuals. Ya Asantawa and Zinga. Most of us refer to these types of Negroes because their loyalty is to the European nation first and to the African community last. They still see Europeans and the culture they have uh, forced on the world as correct and best that humanity has to offer. 
They could not live in a world without Europeans in charge. A world without a white presence is unimaginable to them. They have no interest in nation building unless that nation is a European one. Sub-integration, inter, inter, excuse me, interracialism, <laughs> leading to an eventual amalgamated assimilation into whiteness is their foremost aspiration. Everything that moves them away from their godlike masters is considered treasonous and attacked with all the energy at their disposal. They cannot imagine a reality where Africans are independently empowered. It is impossible for sub-integrationists, interracialistic, Eurocentric, multicultural orientated, uh, conservative Africans to pursue the interests of our community because they do not see themselves as Africans. By their very words and deeds, they admit that they believe we are incapable of executing the kind of nation-building responsibilities that effective re-Africanization process would require. Affirm, without qualification, I am African. Affirm, without qualification, I am African. Brothers and sisters, that's why I consistently assist, insist that we use Africa as the noun. A noun describes a person, place, or thing. We are Africans. A noun requires a person, place, or thing. In front of that word African is what kind of African we are. If you're an American, we're American African. European, European African. Brazilian African. Ghanaian African. British African. French African. You get the picture. Cuban African. Barbadoan African. Africa is the now. That's who we are. Imagine if we embrace that. And that we are Africans. We ain't Negroes. We ain't black. We ain't black. We ain't African Americans. No, we're American Africans. Or we're, or we're European Africans. We are Africans. May 4th. Historically, the European system has encouraged the killing of Africans. And since Africans have been led to believe that they are part of the psychopath system, they simply follow the practice. Dr. Bobby Wright, please, family, if you can, if you have a bookstore, contact the bookstore to see if they have The Psychopathic Racial Personality by Dr. Bobby Wright. And then many other essays you have in that book. Psychopathic Racial Personality, Menticide has analyzed and coined by our warrior scholar and ancestor, Dr. Amos Wilson. Western culture is crimatic, crimogenic, crimogenic culture. It is crimogenic culture. Like other culture, it is inevitably and naturally reproduces itself and eventually that flows from it. When his afflicted hand is forced by the non-European public because of a glaring contradiction arising from being caught behaving immorally and unethically while playing the moral and ethical judge of others, it only need explain away its abnormality as a problem of a few troubled individuals. But the need to hide behind this lie will only last a short time. Because if nothing changes, it is only a matter of time until an explanation of the criminality will become relevant. For once it successfully turns the world in, into itself, it will have both made the world 
inherently cryogenic and further move itself away into a position of being humanity's savior because of its greater experience in managing its own historically crime, chronic criminality. Affirm, I will not harm Africans except for those if I just. I, I apologize, family. I'm going to be getting some of those because I can't, unfortunately, turn that off. <laughs> oh, okay. May 5th. But who is the white man who tells us what to do and what not to do? Whom I serve and who tells me what is good for us? Is the white man one of us? Willie E. Abraham. Proselytization is the tactic of imperialists. You know what it means to proselytize. Yeah. It is a method used by those unsure that their cause and view will be taken by, by others because of their intrinsic values. Those who employ it or who have others, they have proselytized, employ it for them, recognize the weakness of their position in favor of using psychological terror and deceit to bring those with well-reasoned disagreement over to their side. At the same time, in its operation, proselytization is arrogant in that it assumes ignorance on the part of its victims. Affirm. Enemies do not tell me what to think, say, or do. Affirm. Enemies do not tell me what to think, say, or do. May 6th. They say karate means empty hands. So it's a perfect for the poor man. Dead prayer. Every African child needs to learn an African martial arts. If it is not available locally, then any martial arts will do until an African one can be found since the fighting skills originated in the motherland. And that is shown on the walls in the temples and pyramids, the Medu nature. They showed us, you know, the first fighting styles hand to hand were African. Poor or not, our children need to learn how to defend themselves and the discipline that goes along with it. Our sisters in particular need to know the mechanisms of artillery and, and develop a confidence marksmanship in some weaponry. It is a handgun, rifle, crossbow, knife, etc. For those who have not noticed, almost every gun magazine out has a cover or article featuring European women and children learning the art of survival and marksmanship. All of them are being prepared for what they know is inevitable. While we and our children are mastering the art of being entertainers and entertaining them. There has never been a time when these agents of disorder have not been engaged in or preparing to engage in war against others. Those they destroy are quickly pacified out of their desire to defend themselves. Knowing the innate need in Europeans for violent, destructive, and dominance of others, only a fool would not find some weapon to master. If there are no practical, potentially effective weapons available, then the body must be trained into one. No African should ever be defenseless in a European reality. Oh, shame. Affirm, I am learning and passing on our martial arts. Affirm, I am learning and passing on. Brothers and sisters, this piece is a very serious piece because that is the, 
It is the reality. We must learn to defend ourselves and defend each other. We must. And considering there's a gun for every man, woman, and child almost two times over, especially here, because these crackers will never do anything to change the Second Amendment from them own having the ability to own any type of weapon, weapon that they choose. Any type. May 7th. If exposed to information, it is to remain a prominent influence on values. And if values are in turn to influence behavior, the manipulating the type, amount, and quality of information of our children receive will help them to develop a value system that is more consistent with their African culture. Joseph White and Thomas Parham. Our children are repeatedly told by Western media and those it has significant influence on its favor to be themselves. But the definition of self is confined to an insane prescription of Eurocentric individualism. We, how can those who know nothing but this reality and its selfish, immoral, and aggressive definition of personality becoming anything other than extreme individualists who value nothing above a self-centered self that is that they follow the dictates of being themselves. If they are to become anything other than Urugu's silly shadows, then they must be explicitly and consistently exposed to the values of the African way. So that they see that this path has viable, desirable, logical choice for themselves as warriors in training. They must be taught of the incompatibility of African and European culture and society and given their role in helping to make an African world that stands outside of this fabricated reality. Affirm, because it is not our children's duty to suffer this insanity. My mission is to ensure that they do not have to. Affirm, because it is not our children's duty to suffer this insanity. My mission is to ensure that they do not have to. Ashay. May 8th, any culture that accepts the thoughts of another culture automatically becomes a slave race. (coughs) Excuse me, family. Automatically becomes the captive culture of another culture. Those are my words. Of course, they, they use the word race. I don't use race. I use culture. You know, different races. The different cultures. Marcus Mosiah Garvey, the Honorable Marcus Mosiah Garvey. Bobby Wright defined menticide as a form of insanity that leaves many of us thinking out of the mind of the European as if it were our own. It is the state of being psychologically brain dead and having one's thoughts replaced with alien ones. Menticide means to kill the mental process, to kill one's normal thought process essentially to kill our own mind. In that, it is still a thought process at work. Menticide also means that an artificial alien collection of thoughts and ways of thinking have replaced what has been altogether suppressed or removed. Right, of course, was specifically referring to Africans under the domination of global European, Caucasian, extremism, racism, and privilege, better known as white supremacy. He explained that menticide is a 
genocidal strategy which turns a people against themselves in service to those who are working to destroy them because they have been taught thoroughly convinced that their destroyers love and appreciation is critical to their humanity in this reality as well as their salvation damn as well as their salvation in the next they seek to make alliances with their destroyers in order to be close enough to prove themselves worthy of their elusive love and therefore to be released from the pain they give damn probably Rudy Cole man it's cold they come to see their enemy is having the preponderance of power and having been anointed with God given superiority these vanquished individuals see others as enemies while their true enemy is looked upon as their ultimate friend their savior affirm only I rule my mind I know that's right affirm only I rule my mind I say May 9th A warrior without a war wars on self. A warrior without a war roars on self. Franz Fanon. Warriors who do not know that they are at war, who do not know that they are first lined. And listen, family, you know there are many of our people, and I would unfortunately say in this country, the vast majority of our people know that we are not at war. At least that's what they think. They think that they have just as much right here and just as much privilege here as anybody else. So they don't know the enemy. Warriors who do not know that they are at war, who do not know that they are at the first line of defense against their people's enemies, confuse their people with the enemy. Warriors unaware that they should always be prepared for any external as well as prepared for battle. Warriors who feel secure are fools who die without cause. Warriors unwilling to die for any righteous cause have no right to that title. Warriors blindly embracing a life's philosophy of nonviolence against consciously violent enemies deserve destruction. Warriors who are incapable of speaking to enemies in a language they they can understand should never be allowed to speak for their people. Warriors without ma'at can only pretend respect for family. Warriors without without ma'at can only pretend respect for family. Warriors who have not fully grasped the self-defining independent qualities of nation building have yet to visualize freedom. Warriors without respect for each other's sensibilities commit suicide against each other. Warriors who confess information with wisdom fall for ignorance as intelligence. Warriors who believe they can, they can lose fail. Warriors who believe they can lose, they fail. Warriors whose deeds do not reflect their words are contradictory liabilities. Warriors still set on repeatedly using a tactic that has miserably failed should not be allowed to participate in strategic discussions. Warriors claiming to be warriors, but who do not understand that the root word of warrior is war, are children at play. Warriors without patience rush toward a purposely unnecessary death. Affirm, my warriorhood is defined in knowing 
righteous terms of war. Affirm, my warriorhood is defined in knowing the righteous terms of war. May 10th, injustice doesn't have to occur to me personally, but I react personally and I am compelled to do something about it. Rose Sanders. Some things should never be forgotten and those events which are important for our historical remembrance with which cannot be wholly experienced must be clearly visualized. As in spiritual experiences, as in heartfelt reenacting the ritual and a way of our ancestors that makes us one with them, the in, in um, the so-called middle passage, and the whole of the Ma'afa, our great destruction, must be deeply felt vigorously in order to understand its impact on us here and now fully. To know what our ancestors felt, all we have to do is think. Take a few quiet moments to use our common African sense and imagine. All we have to do is close our eyes, go back there and fetch those memories. All we have to do is imagine what it would feel like as deeply spiritual beings to be dehumanized through rape, beatings, starvation, physical and psychological torture, dehydration, sensory deprivation, and the coffer lines. Those, those are the trails of blood and tears stacked, uh, attached together through various means. In dungeons, on, on those filthy, suffocating death ships by brutal, vicious, sadistic, soulless aliens bent on world domination through violent oppression at any cost. All we have to do is imagine the unthinkable. Affirm, I honor my ancestors, I say. Affirm, I honor my ancestors. May 11th. Do not attempt to domesticate me. I cannot protect you with dishpan hands. George Edward Tate. We are fighting the idea of inevitability of Western culture. We are fighting against a genderless clone, all-consuming, inhumane European cult with their godless people toyed with humanity for fun and profit. Embracing European culture, African people progressively die. Let me repeat. Embracing European culture, African people progressively die. So we are fighting to be African. Only with this not, only with this knowing can we, with a deep and heartfelt gratification, acknowledge that the African way offers no justification or model for homosexuality. There is only one African tradition, and that tradition requires that a husband and a wife defend their perimeter and core respectfully of our spaces so that their sons and daughters are not turned into other people's daughters and our daughters are not turned to other people's sons. I say, affirm I am African by every productive measure. Affirm I am African by every productive measure. May 12th, oppression not only makes a wise man mad, it robs him also of his self-respect. Alexander Cromwell. What happens to a mind oppressed with hope without knowledge of hope's possibility. Look around. See the individuals concealing themselves from each other, dressed up in spiritual pain and mental privacy with whatever artificialities their plastic will purchase, their plastic 
will purchase. Minds catapulted beyond sanity no longer believing in self. But madness is different. For existing in a state of confused rage can be a good sign. A sign of healthy and vitality. If you have not quite lost your, your, your sanity. For it only means you have been unable to reconcile yourself with this particular reality. You cannot make human sense of your conditions, situations, or prospects knowing inside that you that your power places you outside and above this deranged matrix. What you see does not fit what you know. You know. What you see is not rational, given a creator and righteous universal order. While insanity may do so, madness will not always rob Africans of their self-respect. In fact, it can do just the opposite. No matter how confused and enraged, if you are clear enough about our divinity and our oppressors in the in divinity, and we unfailingly work to empower ourselves and those we should love, our rejection of the insanity all about us only serves to increase our self-respect. Struggling to be sane in a sea of insanity can only can do nothing less than strengthen us. It will strengthen us. Affirm, I am perfectly sane. I say, I am perfectly sane. May 13th. Wise is wisdom. Rise in wisdom. Rise in wisdom. Leave ignorance to those who have passion for it. And you will meet with more truth. Michael Colbert. Rise in wisdom. Leave ignorance to those who have passions for it. And you will meet with more truth. Eldership like ancestral ship is earned. I repeat. Eldership like ancestral ship is earned. An old fool without vision gains satisfaction in promoting a defeatist attitude among his or her progeny should be dismissed for the fool he or she is and has spent a lifetime becoming. However, those elders who work to hone warriors for that certain inescapable final battle should be ever have our complete attention. Ashe. Affirm, I, the wise have my intention. Affirm, the wise have my intention. May 14th. When you're leading a vibrant life, you console yourself by claiming that you are born traveler. The, the African proverb. We are again in the throes of regentrification. The process where Europeans move us to where they want us to be so they can be where we are. Places which they once abandoned in hate of us. We are witnessing the reshuffling of a deck of socially marked cards with us being dealt bad cards, of course. Sadly, some of us see victory in these losing hands, unable to see cards among them from the bottom of the deck because they are excited just to be invited to the casino. <laughs> obvious to anyone, obvious to anyone in any sense of self, 
defined outside the insanity of the cheating overlords they have modeled their very existence after. They interpret regentrification as a moving them closer to the privileged bedroom of the dealer. <laughs> they forget that a people willing to settle whatever they are, are tossed, who run dodgingly, intentionally, increase taxes and police occupation scattered throughout our foresight or planning will ever be homeless. Nothing is wrong with relocation unless the move separates you from your spirit, from the bones of your ancestors, just as nothing is wrong with migrating to a better place. In fact, in the game of chess, players must sometimes retreat to save valuable people, valuable people, valuable pieces. But retreat is also made to a better position for attack. Players will even place prize pieces on jeopardized squares so they can be forced to inconspicuously move to a more advantageous one. With this in mind, as we run, we are moving to a better position or just fleeing with no empowering objective. Affirm every move I make as a plan. Affirm every move I make as a plan. Brothers and sisters, today, May 15th, if armed militia are not organized, the masses cannot manifest their power in the struggle against the enemy. If armed militias are not organized, the masses cannot manifest their power in the struggle against the enemy. Osajifo, Kwame Nkrumah. I will not be intimidated by any enemy. I will show them no fear. I will not compromise the integrity of our people. I will not retreat from the battle except as a tactic to gain decisive military advantage. I will train my mind, body, and spirit in the warrior methods of my ancestors. I will study other warrior methods only as a means of determining how to be more decisively defeat them. I will remember that those who consider the masters of death, domination, and destruction could never have defeated us without our assistance. They are not that good. I will never vent my rage against family. Family is what I'm charged to protect. I will show my people's enemies only the mercy that demonstrated toward my ancestors. I will listen to no other propaganda than that of the proven African warriors who came before me and who now stand at my side. I will not judge my enemies individually. Enemy is understood in the context of nations at war. I will protect my elders, compliments, and children. I will always be on guard. I will never lower my eyes from the enemy. I trust only worthy Africans. A person cannot be your friend and enemy at the same time. A person cannot be your friend and enemy at the same time. Dismiss contradictory Africans. It is no accident that treason has become a profitable survival strategy for the weak and spineless who deceitfully infiltrate our sanctuaries looking for faults to create and exploit for our enemies. If for no other reason, warriors must prove their worth and loyalty. Affirm, I am fully armed. Affirmed, I am fully armed.
Brothers and sisters, it is my pleasure and my honor to always read the Inyasasim of Daily Revolutionary Thought. I hope you got a lot out of those. I know I did, I do. Uh, it is, to me, is the Inyasasim is what's happening. I'm going to um, take a break because it is 12, and I'm do something different, uh, family. Um, I don't know if you have been keeping track of uh, America's Got Talent. I, I really don't, but sometimes I, I uh, surf something and, and, and it comes up, uh, you know, and I, and I uh, go ahead and listen. And so it came up and I was listening and I was attracted by this beautiful sister who walked into there with this very high-pitched voice but man, can she blow. So I'm going to treat you today, and I hope you enjoy it. I know I, I do to this sister. She's really beautiful. And, um, you know, she, uh, so I'm going to treat you today to this. And we're going to, uh, this is Sister Ani. That's right. It's like, Remember, her name is Wiani, Sister Wiani, brothers and sisters. I'm going to give you, first I'm going to give you her introduction when she walked into the. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me start this thing right. Okay, thanks. <laughs> you are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media. Part of the Black Talk Radio Network for podcasting or live program scheduling. Hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at Time for Is that your real, but that is your real that voice? Is, this is my real speaking voice, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> How long have you had that voice? Uh, about, about tw- 20, 23 years, 22 23 years, years now. Right answer. <laughs> God, do you do voiceovers for anything? No, but I wish I did. Well, here's the audition. You can <laughs> do it. Well, I'm interested to hear this. this I, I want to see what you're going to sing today. I'm going to sing Anyone by Demi Lovato. Perfect. Uh, let's okay. hear it. If it's a baritone. If it's a baritone, I'm out. to talk to my piano. I tried to talk to my guitar. I talked to my imagination, confided into alcohol. A hundred million stories and a hundred million songs. I feel stupid when I sing. Nobody's listening to me. Nobody's listening. I talk to shooting stars, but they always get it wrong. I feel stupid when I pray. So why am I praying anyway? 
Amazing. Thank you. Okay? And this class is shaping up to be ridiculous. The class. This is ridiculous. Yeah, Thank good. you. And I don't want to put you into the ridiculous category, but that was ridiculous. Thank you. Way? Yeah. An, an, Ani. Ani. Yeah. What does that mean? Uh, it means diligence in Swahili. You feel diligent. You feel like you're just pushing through any obstacle, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you're like, anyone listen to me? Yes. <laughs> I am this and I am also this. Yes. Way to throw the curveball. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have an amazing voice. I'm not going to get into the science. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand the science about it. People ask me all the time. I'm like, I have no idea. Wow. You sound like, is it Frenchie on uh, Greece? Oh, oh, Frenchie. <laughs> All right, let's vote. God, I'm so happy about this. Katie? I'm a yes. Hair and all. <laughs> Thank you. It's a yes. Thank you. It's a yes. You're going, going to Hollywood! Congratulations. Congratulations. Goodness gracious. So Who will we discover next? From the very first audition to our grand finale... Don't miss a note. Subscribe now.
say this to you honestly i mean i've watched whitney do it 90 million times and each time she would just kill it but tonight you you owned that song it was the most it, it was all of it wrapped up into one you just slayed it you slayed it, it was wait i was wrong you picked the right song. Yeah. Because I had one idea of what you could be, but you showed us that you don't have a box. No. Nope. That you supersede that box. And the greatest thing about this is true stars, they exceed people's expectations mm -hmm. and keep them surprised and on the edge of their seat, which is what you just did. Thank you so much. You are listening to Time For an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Welcome back, brothers and sisters. I hope you found that like I did. Amazing. I, I saw her when she came on and heard her voice and, and then heard her blow. I don't watch American Idol too often, but I do get a chance, particularly now, I hope I get a chance to hear her and see her. They're going to pick the top three, and if she ain't in the top three, the, the show is bogus. But, of course, people vote. People vote across the country. Sometimes you would want people to be objective in their voting, but, hey, you vote for who you think you like. So she may or may not be, but I think, um, no doubt, she is going to be whatever, a star somewhere. She may not have won the, the competition, just like Jennifer Hudson didn't win the competition, you know. And this sister is bad. We are need. You'll be hearing from her. Ah, uh, this is African Perspectives. We hear every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And of course, you're with us, and I'm glad that you are. Got a few people holding. 
Uh, if you want to say something, hit star twice. Or give us a call at 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. Exciting weekend. Oh, weekend. Exciting week we're going to have for you on Wednesday. I'm going to play some pieces from um, Dr. Arcana, Chichambori, Kwa. You know, and what's happening there. And then, of course, Friday is El Haj Malik El Jabaz, Brother Omar. Omawali, Malcolm X. It's his birthday. And so we'll be playing some some select uh uh pieces. You know, it's May nineteenth, some some selected pieces of, of Malcolm and talking about his life. And I hope that you will join the conversation, give us your African perspective on a brother who who I consider our shiny black prince, just as it was said by us our shining black prince. You know, a man who whose latter part of his life was a model of courage, a model of commitment to African people. Man. I don't know if you saw who killed Malcolm X, but if you get a chance to see that on Netflix, on Netflix, on Netflix, and I think you can get that, you know, go to the search piece, you know. That brother laid it out. And I, I know that uh, my good friend, Brother Muhammad, we're trying to get uh, uh, some uh, brothers together to further discuss that. And some brothers who were in uh, the Newark Mosque, because those are the brothers that, brothers, yeah, who killed him, who killed him with the help of the authorities of this country, particularly the CIA or the FBI whoever else you might want to add to that you know so that's this week uh, so give me a give me a call at 215-490-9832 215-490-9832 if you went to Abacus and Sum Sum which is African Spiritual Warfare which is in Douglasville this year at, uh, at uh, some American African Families uh, Grounds uh, I was told by Brother Kwaku it was beautiful in fact Brother Kwaku give me a call man let me know what you think about I know you didn't go to both days of Abacus and Sum Sum. You know, I, I've, I never forget the first time I went and the many other times before it. And um, it's always, you know, something different. But they always have the reenactments because they call upon the spirits of our ancestors. And they'll have a brother or sister, you know, play the role in that spirit, you know, of our ancestors informing us. And and, and I tell you, Brother Kwaku out of... Uh, um, uh, Augusta man, he 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 can do Dr. John Henry Clark. He channels that so beautifully, man. Yes, he does, man. He channels that beautifully, and you know I love Dr. John Henry Clark. I love his spirit. I love the man that he was, the cur- the courage that he had. You know, yeah. Give us a call. This is a, a you know, uh, drop the mic or open mic or yo show, whatever you want to call it, and. Um, you know, I, I just wanted to make sure I caught up on the, the Inyasa Sim because of the wisdom that it presents and the narratives that Baba Baruti provides. And I think he, if you, you know, understood where I'm coming from, I'm quite sure you enjoyed that as well because that's great information. Many times, as I said, I have a topic and I read the Inyasa Sim. I read it that day. I don't read the Inyasa Sim and then try to put a program around it. No, I, re- I got a program and I'm, Read that, and some, and that you see how it 
how it meshes, how it presents itself. So, yeah. So, so family, uh, give me a call at 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. Let me take this caller here at 443-443. Good afternoon. Brother Ochi, can you hear me? Hey, man. Baba. It, it's, it's my brother, man. It's it, not just the co-host, but the host. <laughs> with the most brother Irv Lewis hey man I, once again thank you so much I appreciate that you did an excellent job I think you did an outstanding job and for those who listened uh, for the last two days Wednesday and Thursday I'm quite sure they would say as much and uh, look forward to you of course I'll be leaving town again the beginning of June to go to New Orleans for EDI so you're going to be up again my brother I look forward to it. I, I, I'm looking forward to it, Baba Oshi. Can you hear me? Can, can you hear, hear me? I can hear you very well. You're clear. Good. Yeah, I, I'm. Um, I, I'm looking forward to it, Baba Oshi. But let, let me say this to the listening audience: <clears throat> hosting a radio show is not, is not as easy as it as it sounds. It's um, it's actually not thinking on your feet. It's more it's more preparation uh, when the opportunity comes. Um, you gave me the opportunity to host the show, but I prepared extensively for for it. It may not sound like I did, but I did. I I did some more reading, and I wanted to be up on current events so that I would have at least something to say about just about anything, which is very hard to do. Right. Uh, right. I'm amazed at, at how you do this, and it seems so easy in how you do it because as you speak, it provokes thought in me. When I was listening to you talk about the uh the, the girl on the, that was singing on the show and she sounded so great but i look at things and, and i and I, I did this before i even heard of your show i look at things through a different lens i look at things through an african perspective and i look at things through that scope of of racism white supremacy i noticed that every show pro- subliminally perpetuates the supremacy of white people because white people own everything. They own the food you eat, the clothes you wear, the cars you drive, the plane you ride in, the car, the, the roads you're on. Everything is, is owned pretty much. If you look, if you shake the tree long enough, a white person going to fall out <laughs> and he's running things. Yeah. So the point, the point that gets me with that is when I look at these shows, oh, you're so great and we think you're so good. That girl was great when she walked out there. She didn't need them white folks to tell her she could sing. She knew she could sing when she got there because if she couldn't sing, they wouldn't have put her on on the show. Now, let's be perfectly clear. Everything on TV is scripted. I've I've lived in Hollywood and I was in the industry for over 10 years uh, at an accelerated rate. I was doing movies and commercials. I understand that nothing is spontaneous. The, the, The key to to entertainment is to make it look like it's spontaneous. Uh, Kevin Hart is a 25, 30 year sen- overnight sensation. Let's be perfectly clear. He's been telling jokes for a long time before he was chosen, similar to uh, politics. He was chosen to be on. Because there are lots of funny people. Right. And there are lots of people right. who can sing. He was chosen, and they chose her. And because we believe that we have to still, oh, Master got to tell us that we can sing. Master ain't got to tell us nothing. That girl could probably could sing when she was a very young girl. So I, I enjoy the fact that she, her voice is, is, is angelic. It's angelic. She sounded, she sings, she talks like an angel, and then she sings like, um, it's, it's amazing. It, it, yes, and it music, is. Is, it does something to you. 
that's why music is so unique. It does mm -hmm. something to you, makes you step outside of yourself and feel good, and I love that. Yeah. But that's not what I wanted to talk about really quickly since it's an open mic. Since we have an open mic, I wanted to talk about why is it that black people, and this is a quick, I'm going from, I'm switching the subject completely. Why is it that black people don't have lobby, lobbying groups? Why, why doesn't, and I don't call people out, I'm not that type of person, but why is it that the, the Al Sharptons or the, well, even, even the activist people who are in politics, why don't they form uh, active, I mean, lobbying groups the same way the Patriot groups and the, the people for American rights and all, those are lobbying groups. Those are people who, who give money and raise money for the politician that they want to do what they want him to do. So when you notice that you may have a, a shooting a day, a mass shooting a day, but the NRA is, is never phased by that. No one ever can push back on the NRA because they have a lobbying group that gives that doles out money to everybody. The Democrats, the Republicans, the independents, and the new lobbying group, the Mexicans. So everybody, because they're coming in, they're here, and if you don't deal with them, you're going to realize that these people, they understand politics. And we, as, as people, we understand that. They had a, we, we've had uh, meetings that, that form uh, political parties, and every time we've done that, the Nat Turner syndrome comes when the person is sabotages sabotages our, our our organization. They bring in the saboteur, you know. Then you get a NAACP that looks good, that sounds good, but when you dig deep underneath the NAACP, it is run by Caucasians or whatever they want to be called. Because let's be perfectly clear, Oshi, white people change their names just as many times as black people have. A Jew ain't a Jew till he needs to be. Then he's white. A Mexican is Mexican till he needs to be a Latino. So we all change names, but when it comes to black people, uh, we 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 wait we wait for our name to be changed. We wait for uh, our narrative to be given to us instead of us saying no. This is what we're going to be called. Every day is Black History Month. Every day is Black History Day. Every day I don't wait for February. I say happy Black History Month every month. So we need to stop waiting for a narrative to be given to us. And, and, and we say it's, we, and if you don't like what I say, well, let's have a discussion. Let's have a discussion because it all started with a word. That's what you told me. So let's talk about it. Let's have that discussion because when you, when you try to silence a people, they will communicate another way. And that way will be through violence. And that way will be through uh, shock. We want to shock you and say something that makes you upset or so my point the point i'm trying to make as a as a collective as a collective and i say that word because we need to move as a collective mm -hmm. and we can and we're doing that we've i keep saying we've already won because i want to put in your head whether you believe it or not that black people we've won just by being here we're supposed to be gone so we've already won they couldn't hang us. They couldn't shoot us. They couldn't enslave us. We won, and now they're moving. They're moving different now. And I and they, I mean, people who identify themselves as white. And I'm never ever. You'll never hear me put down another black man on the radio. I'm not or the TV or in public. I will argue with you if I disagree with you. It'll be it'll be in private. I am not going to get on here and say, uh, John Morant, uh, oh, he's crazy. He shouldn't be doing that. I'm not, you're not going to hear me say that. Never. I'll talk to him personally. I'll talk to his people personally. But we're not going to get on this thing with 93 million people listening to us 
and start putting another black man down. Are you crazy? We don't do that. Other cultures don't. I didn't never see a Korean get on here and call this woman the B word. Have you? No. And come no. on now. So no, we we have to we have to have a different mindset. We have to look at this through a through a lens of an African, or through a lens of a person who has Africa in you. I just I just sent you something, Oshi, with uh the, the, the brother the, the singing brother. He's a singer. Um. And he said he's an American. He built this country. And we are Americans. We regular Americans. What are you talking about? But when you have a person who don't have knowledge of, doesn't have knowledge of self, who doesn't have knowledge of history, he's going to say things that don't that kinda don't make sense to you. What what are you talking about? Who what's an American? And and define that for me. Was, was that a revolutionary person or what do we what's an American? Is it, what uh, I don't understand what you're saying and you don't either. Well, just because you're old doesn't make you an elder. Go ahead, my brother. Well, no, you're right. Just because you're old doesn't make you an elder. That's a title that is given, just like Baba. You know, I did. I didn't say. I didn't say I'm Baba. People said I'm Baba. Mm-mm. You know, I, I I didn't say I was an elder, even though I'm definitely of of an age to be an elder. <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> you know, but. It's based upon who you are as a person and what you have done in service to us as a people. You know, those are the things that, that give you that. But when you mention uh, uh, I'm an American, I, I, I seen you send me the piece. I'm going to check it out. You know, but many of us believe, yes, we too sing America, you know, uh, because we want to believe what Caucasians have said, that this is a unique place, that this is a unique place. And that even though... Uh, its initial history is ugly, but it, it, it it's evolving. It's evolving to a better place. Uh, not, <laughs> but it's evolving. <laughs> not. not, but it's evolving, and so therefore we too uh, sing America. You know, but um, the sister that when I first the first uh, Inyasa Sim that I read was May third, which she said, "Be mindful of those teachers who insist on referring to themselves." and their students as African-Americans. They are generally not comfortable with being an African and will defend African-American, vehemently claiming they are both. Ironically, you seldom see the African side of these individuals. That's a sister Asantiwa in Zynga. She said that, but the bottom line is, is that we really don't see ourselves as African. We are American. And so I put forth consistently and constantly will do this as a part of our re-Africanization process that we are Africans and we should refer to ourselves as African. Africa describes a person, place, or thing. It's a noun. There's a word that goes in front of it describing what kind of African we are. Me and you have been born here. We're African. We're American Africans. If I was born in Brazil, Brazilian Africans, Venezuelan Africans, Nicaraguan Africans, Belize Africans, because which there are many. We're we're all over, but we're all African. And the problem of why uh, uh, we can't do the things that we should and could and must do is because we're fragmented. Number one, we have been trained to hate being African. We, we have mm-hmm. denigrated Africa so deeply, and yet Africa is the place that has all the resources 
that everybody wants, think they can't do it out, and the show in the hell don't want to pay for it. I end the program all the time with that because that's a fact. That's a fact. And if Africans understood that and embraced Africans on the continent and Africans in the diaspora, particularly these Africans here, even the Africans in Brazil, because there's more Africans in Brazil than any country except Nigeria. And once all those Africans come together, the billions or so that we are, ain't nobody tell us a damn thing. They can't say nothing to us. And the fact that we have these resources that we were going to allow to be sold at fair market value price. You can't just take this like that cracker, uh, uh, Howard Nichols. And if you haven't seen right. it, go to YouTube, put in his damn name and see for yourself what he says. Yes, we must keep Africa poor. Africa must never be able to produce anything. All the raw material, all the chocolate that is there, uh, in, in Africa at these cocoa farms must be sent to Europe. Cadbury's, Nestle's, Belgium chocolate, all this other stuff. In fact, if, if you know the evilness of the Belgians and King Leopold killing tens of millions of our people and then have their audacity because they cut off the hands of brothers and sisters who do not produce enough rubber, they, they sell chocolate hands. These these people are evil. They are demented. Yeah. And so and so therefore yeah. I'm saying to us consistently that we must make that break from the, the, the desire for us to be with them, the desire for us to be like them, the desire for us to call ourselves American the way they call themselves American is so deep, it's it's pathetic. You know? So you know, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, you know you're absolutely <laughs> you're absolutely correct. But when you were talking, it made me think of a of a farmer. When a farmer plants an apple seed, he gets an apple tree. Mm-hmm. He plants a, a a peach a peach tree, a lemon tree, a lemon seed. He gets a lemon tree. You plant an African in the United States, it does not grow an American. It grows an African, and that's why you may look like an American. You may talk like an American, you may even wear American clothes, drive an American car, but inside of you is that African. Inside of you is that person that you are trying to connect with because it's something, it's just something ain't right. It's something not, just like when you, it's, it's almost like having an imbalance in your in your psyche. Right. Something, everything, you, you do something and everyone else Seems to get so much joy out of it. Like when you see the, when you look at television on these commercials and you see the the, the, the person who identifies herself as white, they're on TV at, a, at some type of cookout and they all having fun, a picnic, they got food, they playing games, they got one leg in a sack and they flipping all <laughs> over each other. And, and God damn, they're having fun. And you're looking at them and you're saying, I did it, but it just wasn't as much fun for me as it was for you. And the reason is, this is not your culture. Right. You're right. in someone else's culture. And, th- and of course it works for them. These are Neanderthals. These people come from a cold country. They ain't got no, pro- you know, I was in Minnesota and they were outside. I said, what are you going outside for? It's cold. Well, if you don't go outside, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, because I'm not from here. I'm from a warm climate. I am African, and by and when I'm not in my culture, I am not in my comfort zone. 
I am uncomfortable. But because I have a son, the black people have something in them that no other culture have. We have a survival gene. In other words, black people can adapt to just about anything. Cold weather, hot weather, mad people, happy people, no money, too much. We can adapt and we can imitate you because we, God, and I do believe that black people are the chosen people with these white people we're talking about. They chose themselves to be chosen. But it was actually after Africa, the Hebrew, the Hebrew. Mm -hmm. Because I'm yeah. telling you, Oshi, I'm yeah. not trying to say I'm better than anybody else, but uh, I'm no worse than anybody else. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the history of the African, he's a military genius. He's an astrologer. Mm -hmm. He's a he's a doctor. Mm -hmm. And he did all these things before you knew that what fire was, before you knew to take a bath, mm -hmm. before you knew <laughs> that the you could do better than live in a cave. Yeah. This is your this is your history, but then but only because you were able to dominate us with gunpowder, you believe that you are smarter than us. Well, it doesn't take a a brain, a super smart guy to know that if if I if I could sneak up behind you and stab you in the back, I won. That doesn't mean you won. That means you snuck up behind me and stabbed me in the back. Right. But right. look me in my face. Look me in my face. Look in my eyes. Look at let's let's put me on a level playing field, and we'll see who wins. You see that even in athletic competition, right? When there's a level playing field, the the the, the black athlete is so much superior than the white. Does that make him better than him? Does that make him um smarter than him? Does that make you any less than me? Because see, the thing about to, to me, this is just my opinion. The people who identify themselves as white, they don't want to even uh, uh, start at the right. same line. They don't want it to be a level right. playing. They want to have an advantage because they feel as though they should have an advantage. And in actuality, you need an advantage. You need one. Now you're telling me that the men can compete against the women, and the women don't understand that they're coming for them. They're not coming for me. This whole uh, – and i got to go to it because the transgender foolishness is affecting my children. And when you come from my children, you come from me. Mm. You come from mm -hmm. me. And, you're, and when you don't understand that these people are coming for your legacy, you're fooling yourself. You got your children sitting here being groomed by pedophiles. And you have to wake up and realize that this is what's happening. Now, you may not like me. I, I, and I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, I've got gay people in my family. I ain't got to tell you that. You already know it. I never said I didn't. But I'm not going to sit here and qualify. Uh, I'm going to make excuses just in case somebody thinks I'm a bigot. I could give a damn what you think about me. I'm going to tell you the honest truth. I, I don't. Because yeah. because I know who I am. Yeah. I don't need you to, to, to give me a label. I, you don't, I'm not colored. I'm not black. I'm not American. I'm, I'm an African. Can you say it? Does it make you? Does it make your head hurt? Well, say it till it doesn't. You are an African. Go to Africa. Those people look like they came right out of downtown Chicago. I am not lying <laughs> until they open their mouth. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's, right. that's, that's right. Joe right there. And I'm, and I'm saying Joe because mm -hmm. I don't know my name. When I was there, I just spoke with, the, with the, one of the tour guides. I called him on the phone. I, call, I actually called him uh, from here, Brother Abdul. And he said that's something we were supposed to do and we didn't do. And I'm going back to get it done. We were supposed to have a name-changing ceremony. I, I was supposed to get an African name yeah. while I was there. And that's yeah. something that I I, I want to legally change my name. And, mm -hmm. and for me, I'm not telling anybody else what to do. Right. 
But right. I want to do it for me because, and, and even with the African clothing, you know, I'm like, bruh, we're saying one thing, we're doing something else. And But see, you have to be at a certain place in your life because when you want to come up, bruh, you better comb your hair if you want to get you a job with these Caucasians because we're not taught to start a business. We're not taught to sacrifice so that our children can have that business like the the uh, the German did. He came over here, started a bakery. He didn't make no money, and he knew he wasn't, but he knew two generations down the road, his children were going to have Hoswald Bakery and making uh, making this so-called bread for people. Mm. See, because he sacrificed for his children. We're taught to be Europeanistic. Right. I, I, I think I made that word up, Oshie. <laughs> Europeanistic. He, that we... <laughs> That we are, uh, I ain't giving me much. I'm going to spend all my money. By the time I leave, I ain't going to have nothing. My children going to have to start their own. Uh, I got some life insurance. Enough to bury you. Yeah. See, so we have to, we don't have a sense of service. And that, that sense of service has been erased out of our minds because, we, like you say, Ocean, you say it a lot of times, this rugged individualism will be the death of people. Right. Because you can't do it. Oshi. I can't do it without you and you can't do it without me. Mm-hmm. And we have to, as a people, we have to understand that we ain't coming together just to come together. You know, just like the lady said, you, you, they killed some people in Baltimore yesterday. A guy got black guy got killed by another black guy. I didn't see, I didn't see black lives matter marching for that. But soon as a white man, soon as a, a white man kills a black person, here comes Black Lives Matter. Well, why didn't it matter when the black guy killed the black guy? Because mm-hmm. that's not your agenda. Right. Because the people that give you your money tell you not to come here when the black people kill the black people. You only come when the police or the white people kill the black people because that's your agenda. It's not about Black Lives Matter. It's, it's, it truly is not. It's about. It's actually about destroying the family. Mm-hmm. And we're not mm-hmm. going to do that. Because all we got is our relationships. Oshie, the, the most, one, of the, one of the things I treasure that I have with you and other people is the relationship I have with you. Mm-hmm. Because sure. my relationship is my, is my mind. My relationship is how I think about things. And I think about you in the spirit of love. So the one thing that the oppressor has that is most valuable to him is the mind of the oppressed. So don't take my relationships from me, uh, Caucasians, because you can't. Mm-hmm, and that's mm-hmm. where we—that's where the cohesiveness. When we are in a, when we have an African perspective and an African mindset, we all can be on that page right. alone. We can move move forward. Just that. That's all we need. Just know, have knowledge of self. I didn't say go be a Muslim. I didn't say put on a dashiki. I just say have knowledge of self. Everybody with your skin ain't your kin. That's right. But that's all right. I need. To, right. I don't need you to look like me. I need you to. I need you to have the knowledge of who you are, and then and then we have a common ground. But I, you still have your car, still smoke your pot, still drink your, do whatever you want, but know who you are because when it comes time for me to turn around, I need you to be standing with me. And I don't mean I don't give a damn if you wear a dress. They've been guys in dresses ever since I've been born. I don't care what you, but know that you are African. Know that you have that mindset. But don't run around here trying to perpetuate someone else's agenda. Because that's what's happening, Oshi. Oh, you know, everybody need a chance to talk. Everybody need a... Man, shut up with that. And stop attacking <laughs> each other. Stop it. Yes. Francis Quest Wilson is yes, correct. Yes. Do not attack 
each other. Oh, yeah, it was some things I told you about the um, some things that I've done, and I um, I wasn't I wasn't happy with it. But I'm not going to get on the radio and and dog these brothers out. You know, it wasn't right for him. Well, who am I saying this to? Why am I saying it? Does it make me feel good, or does it make other people feel bad? Or am I accomplishing anything? Mm-hmm. Have a purpose. Move strategically. Speak strategically. You said that, Oshi. When you when you say things, have a have a reason for talking. Just don't be talking to just be blabbing. And chasing money is going to get you nothing but tired. Mm-hmm. Because I've I've I chased money most of my life, subliminally, and I, I was tired. I got tired when I got tired of chasing. Then I realized that what I'm running after, I already have. Mm-hmm. I can't buy relationships. You can't buy friendship. You can't buy integrity. But you can lose it in a second. It takes you all your life to get, and you can lose it in a second. So, no, Oshi, there, there are more valuable things in life than this material because you leave all that behind. But I take, uh, I take my friendships. I take my relationships. I take the people that in my life, I take them with me everywhere I go because I what they good. do teaches me. Yeah. Yes, sir. You, I'm going to stop, Oshi. You know, okay. I, I'm going to talk, I'm a talk show host now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put you on hold. Let me catch another call from the old man. Uh, 414-414-507. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, 414. Okay, we'll catch him later. All right. Anybody else? Nope, nobody else. I'll back up. Well, give us a call at 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. Yeah. I played that piece from... Um, America's Got Talent because I thought it was unique. The sister and I, I've known people who have, uh, just like uh, the one cat that stuttered all the time, but he could sing. Oh, Gomer Pyle, Gomer Pyle from the Andy Griffin Show, same thing. You know, he had a tremendous voice. But you know, the bottom line is, you know, oh my brother, hey brother Paul, how you doing? Baba Ochi. Yes, sir. Every time you go away, you know, I get I, I, I get withdrawal symptoms, man. And uh, <laughs> but, but, but you, 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 you put in the magic pill. So you put in your um, our, our brother, Urban. Yeah. And carry it through. So it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Good. I forgive okay. you. I forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. You, you and brother Urban were working together, man. Uh, brother, last week beautiful. We got, we got to beautiful. we got to work together, you know. You, yeah, you know we got to work together. Um, I, I, I let me just let me just say something here. I just had a I just spoke to um a family member got in touch with me and asked me if I can speak to a friend of theirs yeah, about uh her 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 young man. I just want you to hear this story. Now he, he's 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 in a school which is a predominantly white apparently, and um a boy has been calling him names and making reference to him looking like another teacher in the school who's got dreadlocks. And you know what I mean? So the guys turned around and said to him, well, you look, you look like a damn Jew, right? Mm. Now the school a teacher heard that and um, pulled him up and said, he's racist and he's anti-Semitic. So, and they've put it in a report. So the parent now has phoned me and asked me what she could do. You know what I mean? Okay. And, and she sure. said, well, she wants it off the report. She doesn't want that on the report. That is right. Mm-hmm. Cause that's not what's happened. Here. Right. 
Uh, so I asked her, well, what's happened to the other child? She said, well, he doesn't know the other child and they've not mentioned him. I don't think they even know who, 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 who this child is. It's just her son. The reason why I raise this is these are the battles we face on a daily basis, um, you know, in, in the school. My, my, I'm saying to her, this term anti-Semitic is a political thing. It's, right. it's a quite a issue now. And it, it's political, yeah? Um. My, 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 most of my legal career, I work for Jews. That's who I work for. You understand? And I see how they operate. You know what I mean? Um, some of them are quite senior in the, the Israeli movement thing. So I see how they operate and what they do. And they're very organized type people. But I, I, I also know our history and how they, you know, how they work. You know, the end result is that uh, still we've got to get ourselves effectively organized as a people globally. You know, and it, that's what it comes down to, Baba Ochi. We have to organize ourselves effectively. That's what I always um, promote, brother. That's why I'm, that's, that's, I know that's you my do. Whole... I know you do. I know you do. And the amazing thing about what you do, right, Baba Ochi, the amazing thing is that you, you make it um, so simple and, and you, you totally understand what our issues are and you stick with it. You talk about the mind and, and it's so true. But and and, and <laughs> you articulate it so well, but the problem is, how the hell do we don't get it? How is it that we don't get it? <laughs> because our minds, uh, the European, the Caucasian, the cracker, the evilness of him and the manipulative ability of him has a vice grip. And I use that term and analogy. You know the tool. Once you have clamped the vice grip, you can't pull it apart. You can be Hercules, so to speak, or any strong man. You still cannot pull it apart. But by turning the knob at the end of the handle helps to release the tension until finally you can open it. Turning on the knob at the end of the handle is symbolic of acquiring knowledge of self. And once you get this knowledge of self, your mind becomes right. Your clear thinking, your objective, particularly as it relates to us. There's a love that is being instilled in you for us and for who we are as a people, our culture, our traditions, our language, all that is us. You want to embrace that. And so you reject the, 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 the people who put that vice grip on your mind. You reject everything that they say and do because it always has been a benefit for them and, a, and, and having us in a subservient position. So that's the deal. But can we, can we do it? Yes, we can. But how hard is it? Extremely. Why? Because you have been instilled with fear fear of rejecting that of what Absolutely. that means it's just like even today I was talking and I'm talking in my voice that I'm talking right now and when one guy kind of gave me a signal like kind of keep it down I don't want white folks to hear I give less than a rat's ass what white folks hear wow. or not from me I'm telling wow. you I give less than a rat I'm not going to whisper because I wow. see white folks are around no no at this stage of my life and, it, and more importantly, more importantly, at this stage of our struggle as African people to be who we are, it's incumbent upon us to speak these truths and speak them firmly. You know, Baba Ochi, that, 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 what you just said there shivers down my spine, you know, because it, it, it's so deep. You know, one time, yeah, I was in, um, I was, I had to pay, we call this thing stamp duty. When, when a person buys the house, they have to pay a, a tax on it and you take the certificate to the, 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 um, the tax office and then you pay. So 
the firm I was working for, I was dealing with a lot of that. So I, I, I would have like 10 certificates where I take to the tax people. And when you go there, because it's the, uh, the, you've got the Queen's seal on it at that time. And they're very like, you know, these offices where you go in, they're very, these people are very like up with the Queen, you know what I mean? You don't, whatever. <laughs> so I got in an argument with this, this guy because he refused to stamp one of the documents, whatever. And I, and I got upset with him and I started raising my voice and I said to him, I don't care if you're the, I don't care if you're the Queen of England, right? <laughs> <laughs> loud, loud. And, and the, whole, the whole, the whole place went quiet, quiet, right? <laughs> And, and I look, I look, I look round, and everybody's looking at me. Yeah, and I said, "Yeah, that's right. I don't care." So I'm thinking to myself now: when I get back to the office, I'm getting dismissed. <laughs> I, 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 and I got on the bus now, and I'm thinking, and I'm thinking, he's gonna call. They're gonna call me up. The senior partner's gonna call me upstairs here, yeah? and I can just. I, I'm just reading it in my mind. So I've gone up there, gone to the office here, and um, it wasn't that day. A couple of days later, he, he, the senior partner called me into the office. And he said, oh, I heard, I heard what happened in the tax office. I said, yeah. And, and, and he, he said, well done. <laughs> <laughs> he said, well done. <laughs> right he's, he, he's a Jewish white man, right? He okay. turned around and said to me, he said, well done. He said, I, I, for years I wanted to tell him that, but I didn't have the courage. <laughs> <laughs> so the end result is that at the end of the day, man, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. That's man. right. And be, yourself. That's right. be who you are. You know That's what I mean? Right. And you're Stand right. It's fear. Fear is what they use on us. Yes. Fear. Unfortunately, they've indoctrinated in our minds uh, that, that false evidence appearing real. And it's there. It's mm-hmm. absolutely there. Yep. <laughs> let me let, let me catch another caller there, Paul. Just hang on, dear brother. Thank you. Uh six four six. Jay, what's up, man? How you doing? How was your weekend? Hey, yo. I see you back in the house. That's right, baby. You I'm was gone for quite a while, brother. You know, <laughs> you can't be going like that, man. Irv will take your show from you. <laughs> He is not like Boogie Woogie Jones. He got talent. There is a difference between Irv and Boogie Woogie Jones. This is but true. Listen, brother, it's good to hear your voice. You too. Thanks, Jay. How you been, man? Yeah. Hey, man, I'm, I'm just hanging in there, man. You know, um, when you get our age, well, I, I know I'm younger than you, but when you get older, man, you just start to reflect. And shake your head, man, and yeah. just keep on pushing because I'm sorry to say it, man, but this Negro is insane. I don't know what's wrong with our people, man. I don't I don't think they really get what they're facing ahead of them. Well, let me you say know, they, me... They're about to be replaced in this yeah. country on a level oh, yeah. that... These these Negro peens who have these good jobs yeah. and have this so called position don't realize that's gonna be eliminated. Well, as you as you as you, as you call him, as you call him, the Baba Louie, the, the the Baba Louie is. Oh, the Baba Louie. Yeah. He is going to be. He is going to be the top group in this country. No question. He's going to be the top group in this. And country. He ain't got no love for us. Not at he all. No ally, and he ain't no. no friend. Any one of them born after the 1980s is not your friend or ally. I'm telling you straight up. Yeah. I'm telling you straight up. 
I grew up, uh, well, I didn't grow up with the Young Lords, but I know enough Young Lords and other older in my age group Latinos who have either accepted they African or not. And those that don't accept they African, they're your effing enemy. And these coming into this country right now are your effing enemy. Yeah. They are not your ally. They have no connection with you at all. And the thing is, I was talking with a friend of mine who's a prison guard out in L.A., and he tells me all the time, man, about that Latino and how that Latino will come together with the Aryan nation to kill us. Mm-hmm. And he's witnessed it and he's mm-hmm. seen it, yep. how they operate and they manipulate. And you can look at what's going on out in California. Yeah. Yeah, we in big trouble. Hey, and the thing that, that they makes kick, it so hey, Jay, bad is... Jay, they kick brothers and sisters out of Compton. Compton, California, when all that praise about Compton and, and you know, uh, Ice Cube and, and everybody. No, they kicked their ass, kicked our ass out of Compton. They own and dominate Compton. Hey. I talked to a brother. Hey, oh. Yeah. We in trouble, man. And the sad thing is, I got into a discussion yesterday um, with a with a brother that I know. And we were talking about in Harlem, which is supposed to be mm-hmm. the mecca right, of us. black America. For Am us, I right, right or wrong? No, you are right. It is, the, it is the mecca of American African culture. It is the mecca. It is the place where <laughs> yes. many, many uh, people with multiple talents came to dominate right. in Harlem. Well, let me get to my point because I know time is moving. Do you know... There is not a business black-owned in Harlem that has employment of 50 black people, mere less 50 people. What the F do that tell you? How pathetic. What the F do that tell you? That, that tells us how pathetic we are. Let me tell you the business. Yeah. Let me tell you the Harlem business that has the most black employees. Sylvia's. Sylvia's, the restaurant. The restaurant. The restaurant. Well, see, but she also, she, she also produces. Yeah, she also produces. Can, she, uh, still own it. she also produces food, so I guess that's part of that. Part of what Sylvia's yeah, is about. Yeah, but, 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 but that, that, part of the, that part of the business, she don't own 100%. Okay. Okay. Okay, but I'm saying the restaurant, mm-hmm. from my understanding, she may own a hundred percent if they didn't put it as part of the corporation. Okay, gotcha. I don't know, but that that Magic Johnson Theater are probably the biggest employees of black people in Harlem. We don't own no supermarkets. We don't own no mini marts. We man, we just effed up, man, yeah. when it comes to yeah. our ownership and our control of our so-called right. community. It's a joke. And see, and, and so really now, Jay, 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 now you see that's played out everywhere else in this country where that's we're right. in, in, in a city that has a sizable number of us and how right. we are manipulated. We are used and abused. They want our money. They don't want to buy from us. So we can't have 
the things that we're a manipulated group, a scrutinized and, and demeaned and degraded group of people. And yet we don't understand the only thing that'll get us up out of that shit is unity. Functional yeah. unity. It's the only thing. It is not. It is not some individual who becomes a millionaire, or more, multi, whatever billion. It, no, it's none of that shit. It is our unity, us coming together, strategizing, pulling our resources, doing for ourselves. That's what is. I mean, we did that at the turn of the century only because we had to, Jay. We had to. We we were so deeply segregated, and we were previ- we were uh, prevented from. Uh, buying from Caucasians. They know you couldn't even come in a store. You had to go around the back. You couldn't even do that. So we, what did we do? We came together. But then once we did that and became very successful, the Caucasian who was so damn evil and selfish and greedy, what did he do? He, I mean, he came in and he tore they it up. Destroyed it and destroyed it. Destroyed it. To force us now to beg him again. Yep. But see, oh, the reality is this. You don't have leadership that tell the truth. That's right. So if you don't have leadership that tell the truth and talk this kumbaya bullshit, then this is what you get. And when it's too late, it's just going to be too late. I mean, like I always say, you better educate your kids and you better make sure that your kids have the right skill to go on in the future if not, you might as well look at it two ways. He going to be in jail or dead. And they ain't never going to stop building prison. I no. mean, my best no. friend is a correction officer, no. and he tells me all the time, they make it more co- comfortable for prisoners. Mm. Mm-hmm. They make it more comfortable right, cause for Because they're going to be warehousing literally millions. Warehousing millions. Brother Jay, I appreciate you always listening and calling, man. I appreciate you, brother. I'm glad you're back. (laughs) But I'm telling you, (laughs) I'm telling you, Irv, Irv is knocking at the door. He's knocking at the door. thank goodness we don't have to worry about Boogie Woogie Jones (laughs) other than when you call him in. Oh, I'm going to call him. That's my guy, man. (laughs) And I'm going to tell Boogie Woogie when he get back on. You've been replaced, brother. We got a new host to deal with this. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, Jay. All right, take care, My brother. Goodness. Peace. Brothers and sisters, we end this program like we end all of our programs with the words of Stephen Biko. The most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the minds of the oppressed. This program is dedicated and committed to helping to free the African mind. But not just the M-I-N-D, but the M-I-N-E, because under the feet of African people lies all of the resources that everybody wants, think they can't do without, and they sure the hell, damn it, don't want to pay for it. Brothers and sisters, you have a blessed and wonderful day. Shem Hotep means go in peace. Asante Sana means thank you. Bibi Fahodie. A Bibi Fahodie means our victorious destiny. Brothers and sisters, we will be victorious. Bibi Fahodie. Brothers and sisters, please join me on Wednesday where we'll be talking. I'm going to play some of our good sister, um, Sister Arcana, Chimbari and 
Shem- I got to get it again. <laughs> Sister Arcana, and we'll have some discussion around that dynamic. And then, of course, on Friday, it is Malcolm X's birthday. So we'll have the show dedicated to El Haj, Malik El Shabazz, Brother Omawali, Malcolm X. Brothers and sisters, have a blessed and wonderful day. Peace. Great show, Brother Oshie. Oh, man. Thank you. Great show. Thank you, man. Great show. Thank